today's guest. He's former MTV challenger Vinny Foti. Thank you for being here today, Vinny. Hey, what's up? Welcome. Okay. So prior to uh, getting into reality television, um, were you into sports growing up? Did you play anything? Yeah, I played sports my whole entire life. Three sports all the way from five years old till um, college hockey at, in my early 20s. That's awesome. How did you first hear about the audition tapings and um, what made you want to uh, get into it? And uh, what was the process like getting casted? Um, well, I was on my way to work. Um, I grew up about seven miles north of Boston. And um, I, I was on my way to work, driving in, and uh, it was uh, I was early because I was trying to beat the traffic. And it was um, listening to the, the uh, radio, and they said uh, casting at, I think it was Ned Vivines, this bar in Faneuil Hall, it's like a college bar. And they're like, uh, from, I don't know if it was from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. or something like that. And I was like, wow, you know, I always wanted to be on the railroad. I, I, I used to watch it growing up, and I watched the challenges. All my girlfriends were always into the challenges, too. Um, yeah. So I always had to watch it, even if I didn't want to watch it. But um, so I went down to Ned Devine's, and um, I sat in line for, like, a while, I remember. Maybe, like, 45 minutes to an hour or something. And um, immediately when I was in the big group setting, like, they immediately took me out after they, they asked everyone, like, silly questions, like, you know, what's your – Name one word to describe yourself. I said something silly. I don't even know. I don't even remember. It was, I'm trying to remember. I said, I don't even remember what I said. It's, it's people ask me all the time. Um, but they took me out of there and like put me in another group. And then I got like multiple calls after that for, uh, I had to do an interview in a local Boston hotel that same week. And then I did a, then they took me to New York city to lower Manhattan where I had an interview with like the head of casting. And um, then they called me and said, something about um are you interested in the real world or real world challenge because we right now we have you casted for either of them and i said well i would rather do the challenge that's mm -hmm. how i got in the challenge because wow. the challenge is from what i've watched on television the real world's great but the challenge is, is much more um i would say more my style i thought yeah um, so when you first got the call that you were being casted, what was said? Did you know it was going to be fresh meat or? I didn't know anything. I didn't even know when they asked me if it was actually real world Cancun at the time. I didn't even know that they didn't say real world Cancun. They, it was, uh, or fresh meat too. They just said real world or real world challenge. What are you more interested in? And, oh. uh, yeah, so that was all a big surprise. Like they flew us out. I think that when they flew me out for the real world challenge the first one fresh me too was seattle was like the airport we all met up in and then we got our they give you your tickets and uh like everyone kind of meets there and then like they give you your tickets and then uh everyone saw it said canada We're like oh man we kind of everyone was kind of mad about that at first because you're always watching them on some exotic island yeah but actually uh whistler was where they had us where the winter olympics were in canada that was like the best I would say that was the best location we went to, I thought. Mm -hmm. it was what, was, there. what was your dynamic like with the other fresh meat upon uh, first arriving? Um, everyone was really cool. That's a really cool uh, cast. 
at Fresh Me Two Cast. We're all still pretty. Um, I mean, I stay in touch with everyone through social media. I see a lot of them here. I go to the gym with Newer, who was on uh, Fresh Me Two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we go to the same gym. Uh, he hates cardio though, so he's not working out with me right now that much. <laughs> but um, so we all keep in touch mostly through social media now. But um, um. Yeah, we, we're all pretty. It was a pretty cool, cool cast. No, there was never like any uh, fighting between the Fresh Me Two cast. Maybe some of the veterans, but not the actual um, newcomers. Did you know or look up to any of the vets that were there prior to uh, the show? Um, let me see. Did I look up to any of the vets? Yeah, I always liked. Um, I always liked. Uh, like I grew up around CT. We grew up really, really close. Um, I wasn't close to him. as like, he's older than me. I think I was a freshman when he was a senior. We played in the same conference in sports, but he was much older. Than, he was older than me by four years. Wow. So, yeah, he was a basketball player, too. I didn't play basketball. But um, he's a really good athlete, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I think it was more like CT and uh, Evan and uh, and Kenny were, were uh, the three that I used to uh, really like watching the challenge before I got on. Um, were you glad that Sarah picked you as a partner or were you preferring someone else? <laughs> um, at the time, oh, I used to like Jen. Jen was my favorite. Um, Jen and, and Rachel were my two favorite girls watching the challenge growing up. Um, and Jen picked newer I don't remember the order it went in. I think he might have been picked before me. I was picked somewhere in the middle. Um, but when I got picked by Sarah, all the veterans were like, oh, this is a great She just went really far. They didn't even air um, the ruins or whatever was on before that. So they were telling me like, oh, this hasn't aired yet. But she made it all the way to the finals and her first one, and she's really good. So I was excited about that. Um, but I didn't know it was pretty new at the time. Yeah. Um, how difficult was that exile you went into? Because on TV, watching it, it looked like a mini final. Yeah, so Kenny, me and Kenny were, were really close in the challenge. Yeah. He's really, me and him hit it off. We're both Italian, too. He, uh, he told me after that, like, that was worse than any exile he's ever that he's ever been in. He had been in like 20 challenges before that, or like 15 challenges. So he said that was the hardest one he's ever done. So that was really, really difficult. We had no clue what was going to happen. Um, I knew the one before the when they came back, I think the kid Pete told me that it was a, a long, they had weighted, um, like a weight vest almost, and they had a run for miles. So I was expecting, oh, wow, we're going to be doing something like that. I didn't think – they change it up, though. You know, you never know with them. They could do three of them the same in a row or just switch it up every single time. Yeah. So that was really difficult. I hike a lot now because I live out west in Vegas. And at the time, I had never hiked at all because I'm yeah. in the city. And uh, <laughs> when we had to put that pole, it was like a fence pole. It was like a fence pole with um, – like if they just gave us a barbell with 45-pound weights on each side – it would have been way easier than what we had to carry because there was sandbags attached to the pole and they were swinging. Yeah. So your, your core was being worked. And um, 
being my partner, Sarah, she wasn't really much of a, um, she was a really good partner, but she, she's not, that wasn't her strong suit. Mm-hmm. So, um, another funny story about that exile, um, they always make a joke about it, like the crew, because I didn't even realize that we were so tired when we had to drop the weight. Um, like they make you take out 20 pounds or 30 pounds. We, when we rearranged the weight, cause Sarah couldn't carry much. Uh, we actually somehow put the same weight back in. <laughs> so <laughs> I carried up to the top more than Kenny had to carry. Yeah. Only, only finished like, uh, maybe like 10 seconds behind them, 20, maybe 15, 20 seconds behind them. Not maybe, I don't even remember. It was close. Mm-hmm. We actually passed Kenny at one point and then, um, and then they, we, there was like some sort of puzzle. The puzzles are really hard in those things. Yeah. Um, coming into Cutthroat, it was like an unofficial um, challenge at the beginning. Like you guys had to run through, what was it, like a almost like a jungle type thing. Yeah. And uh, yes. you won that. So were, did, you kind yeah. of, uh, were you kind of like coming in thinking you're one of the top dogs? Um, yes. Well, I, I trained really hard for that challenge, that, uh, that second challenge. The first challenge, I just continued my regimen. I always lifted weights. I always ran three miles of cardio, you know, um, typical uh, gym work. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to win this if I just, you know, bench press, squat, and run three miles. So I started upping my game, um, running a lot of cardio. I did a I, used, I was living in downtown Boston at the time. I had moved downtown, and I was running the Charles River, which is like uh, you can do like a five-mile loop, eight-mile loop, or a 13-mile loop, I think. The marathon, the Boston Marathon, uh, they train there all the time, the marathon runners. I started wearing weight vests, and uh, I would run up um, in Charleston. I would run up this hill called Bunker. I would run that hill like every other day. So I was doing a lot of training and I dropped about 15 pounds, maybe 12, 12. I was already in good shape, but I got, I got 12 pounds or something like that around that weight to um, for that second challenge. So I thought I was in the best physical shape I could possibly be in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when we did that run, I mean, uh, a lot of people argue that, uh, you know, oh, my bag was heavier than yours. Because uh, some people, you had to run with your bag yeah. you, that you packed. So some people pack like 10 pairs of jeans. <laughs> people pack three pairs of gym shorts. And, so, and like the girls, I think some of the girls, like some of the girls had like a huge suitcase on wheels. So um, but another thing, the first challenge is, um, um, I think it was Danny. He's from Boston also. He told me, uh, never pack heavy because they all made fun of me on that first challenge. I brought like all these nice clothes. They're like, you're not going to wear them it's the challenge you're not going clubbing or you're not going out on friday night here it's you're indoors in comfortable clothes so i i took that and also uh, from his first challenge they made him run in the sand with like all their luggage and that's the reason why he lost is because they had like 100 pounds of luggage or they had like you know 40 pounds of luggage and someone else had like 15 pounds so yeah from then on i, I packed light um so the first challenge on cutthroat it was uh that gas chamber challenge and it looked yes. brutal. Um, could you kind of walk me through what that was like? Um, everyone was pretty nervous because it was, um, they were saying like, there's no, we didn't wear gas masks. So it was like, okay, you're hitting us with gas with no mask. Okay. And I never, 
um, been hit with that before. I just so um, I also there maybe it was on maybe um, when certain people went in there they raised or something maybe to blow more and, and that that's what I that's what I kind of noticed and what we got gathered from talking to each other. Maybe other people got hit with more than others because yeah. it was um, it was coming out. I think we were like trying to read uh, to figure something out, and like it was coming out above that, hitting you in the face. So just red, red eyes and uh, choked up a little bit. But uh, the whole point of that was just to get in and out. Um, so I just it wasn't as bad as it, it looked, it, but uh, it was pretty. It wasn't fun, I guess. So what was that was like- a good win. We won that. That was a good win. Yeah. What was it like having Abram and Laurel on your team? Um, <laughs> I love I love all those people. Uh, Abram is uh is awesome. He's a is a great great teammate. You want Abram on your team. Um, and Laurel is a is a, is unbelievable. She's a beast. Laurel's Kenny's a great competitor too. But that first challenge going back to uh, freshman two. Kenny's partner was Laurel that I went against, and she like was unbelievable, way better than Sarah performed, which was the reason why they won because you needed both people to perform, you know. So uh, Laurel is is great. Uh, she's probably the best. I would say one of the top two or three competitors in the challenge. Yeah. Um. So obviously one of the first nights um, or weeks on Cutthroat. Johnny Bananas was in a big bar fight, and you were kind of in the center of that, trying to break it up. Can you kind of uh, walk us viewers through what happened? That we didn't see? What happened in that bar fight? Well, there was some. There was like uh, a table of maybe two or three guys from the Czech Republic, and they were um, in the same bar as us. It was an upstairs bar, and they uh, they they started heckling us which we didn't care about. We didn't even pay attention. And then they started throwing ice, I believe, at us. And then it started to become like, all right, well, we started to pay attention more to them. And then I think Johnny went to the bathroom towards the end of when we were there. Um, and the guy got in his face. Johnny pushed him back. And then when he pushed him back, he fell back and fell pretty much down the stairs which I don't even know if anyone's ever told that story. But he, Johnny pretty much threw a kid down the stairs. And then when that happened, the kid didn't get up. So then we all got nervous and ran on the bus, and the bus literally took off. And then when we got back to the house, the they don't have, like, police like you have in uh, a city here. Like, you have the city police, like the Las Vegas police or the Boston police. They don't have that. They have army it's like an army wow <laughs> so, they, so they came to the house like the, like in the army gear and knocked on the door and then they talked to him and um told him the story and then that was everything was fine johnny never had a i think he had to come down there and talk to them but nothing really came about that of that a lot of people get aggravated because johnny might get a little um some people would probably have been thrown off yeah but uh also the i don't think the cameras were necessarily on um, the actual fight or shoving. So I don't think they actually caught that. But um, that's the big thing with these challenges. If they don't catch it on camera, they don't have a storyline to show. So they might not throw someone off or something. Because in that, in that same challenge, I don't know if you know this, but Siobhan um, got mad at me one night and hit me with her 
jewelry, big chain. That was actually my next question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, so that whole thing with Siobhan. Siobhan um, picked me first because um, she was a, a captain because that whole challenge where they, we had to race the first thing. The last three people became the captain. Siobhan picked me because she liked me. That's what she told me. She picked me because she thought I was, I was cute. And uh, she didn't want Johnny to run because she could have picked Johnny over me, which is a good, would be a good choice because he runs that game. And she didn't want Johnny to – she thought Johnny would have just voted her right off and – ran the whole team himself, which he would have done, um, which I wanted to do. So when she found out I wanted to do that a weekend, she got drunk one night and uh, I said something to her, like, I, don't know, I, I said some smart comment to her and she uh, came at me to fight me and hit me with her chain and pushed me and cut me pretty good, actually. I think I got cut from that. And I was bleeding and um, a producer had to come talk to us and... Uh, he pretty much told us, like, it wasn't caught on camera. There was no storyline from it. But he pretty much told us, like, is everyone okay? Is, like, you know, do you want her thrown off? And he says, no, I don't want to, you know, throw her off. Um, and then that, that was the end of it. That was pretty much the end of that. And uh, you know, it was just, a, we were really drunk. I think she was really drunk. And um, <laughs> there's a funnier part of that story, actually, too, when uh, when. Uh, when we got eliminated together, um, we went back to the hotel together, and then there was a whole other thing that happened there with no cameras. She tried to hook up with me, and that's a whole story. Yeah. <laughs> but I like Siobhan, too. I have no problem with Siobhan. Siobhan is a pretty cool girl. I just, uh, she's not the best challenge partner, but as a friend outside of, of there, I would, you know, we're actually pretty pretty cool. I, I would, you know, in the challenge, it's not a, it's not a reason why yeah, I actually saw that on the shit you should have shown uh, edition of Cutthroat when she hit you with the chain, and I thought you handled it well. Yeah, well, I didn't want to get thrown off. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a girl, too, so I'm not going to, you know. I Cutthroat House. I, uh, I regret a lot of them because there was a lot of um, stuff said, and I think. I don't know why I got voted into my exile there is because I had a few arguments like with the one with Siobhan and then the one with um, there was a few people there was arguments where they didn't show Chet I think I like was talking about one of the castmates and Chet went to the other castmates and told them that he's talking about you you know and then I tried to fight Chet <laughs> yeah I saw <laughs> and then they, <laughs> and then I think Brad and a few of them held me back they're like you can't it's no fight and like we're, we're trying to you know don't want to fight. That's not the, the purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of alcohol involved sometimes, and I was really, um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's that's what happened. So going into your elimination against Big Easy, obviously, I mean, we touched upon it earlier, you were in one of the best shapes, if not, you know, arguably the best shape on the show. Um, yeah. And Easy is notoriously not the best athlete and is known for uh, kind of crapping out and stuff. But um, what went wrong in that elimination? Because I know nope. afterwards uh, you were kind of pissed off. Um, so I was very pissed off because I don't know if they show this during the whole thing, but if you watch it for, like live, if you were there live, um, Big Easy never moved that box while staying on the box more than a few times. So when they told us the rules, they said, you can't come off the box. If you fall off the box, you got to move the box back to where it was. 
So what he kept doing was moving it forward and then falling. And then when he moved it back, he didn't move it back to exactly where it was. So he kept moving forward. And uh, I stayed on the box, like I, like the whole, like the rules were, and I moved it. But then when I got there before him, but the whole point wasn't just to move the box into a straight line, into a circle. You had to go and calculate how many moves over to the, to the circle, or, I mean, to the square that was, uh, that was there was yelling at me like instead of me trying to calculate where to go they were telling me like hey we got this go straight go straight all right go one left go one left and then when i got there listening to them i was completely off i, I was too far in and uh if i had to go back around and make a few moves back to come into the circle in the square so um it was a little bit my team's fault but it was more but uh you know, it was pretty much like uh you're on this big square box and you have to tip it forward and then jump a little bit. And while it moves forward, land on the top. It's really pretty tough. I remember TJ telling me that he tried doing it before us, when we were, before we even got there. And TJ said it was really hard. He had a really hard time with it. So that wasn't easy. So um, even the producers, before we got there, one of, or one of the people that interviewed you pulled me aside and said, like, you know, you got this. I, I already seen the whole setup. There's no way he's going to beat you. So I started thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, you know, in my favor. That kind of challenge isn't really in anyone's favor. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was that was a tough challenge. Um, just, uh, I just didn't calculate it correctly. That's why I lost. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, every other elimination from that season, for the most part, was um, physical, you know, contact-wise. I thought for sure if you went into any other elimination with Eric, you would have uh, ripped him apart. But definitely, um, he's not uh, an a- an athlete to say. Uh, but he's a great kid. I like Eric. He's a really nice person. He's always friendly with everyone in the house. Big drinker, big partier. That's his his thing. Um, for that challenge too. But yeah, I would love to have gone in some physical. The funny thing was they did the same. They did the same elimination, like I think it was two or three, it was three times in a row. They did the same elimination. It was all physical. When Brandon was in it, and he he had a uh, um, he had a move back. Like they were tied together, and they had to pull in the opposite directions or something like that. Yeah. So I was expecting. That. So I was like all pumped up. I think I even took pre workout. <laughs> I was like, I'm going into like a. I, yeah, I literally took NL Explode or whatever. I took I took some pre-workout. I was thinking I was going into that because we just saw three in a row the same. So why would they change it up? If that's we thought that was going to be the elimination for the whole time. Yeah, and it wasn't. That was um, just a big shock. So on X's, uh, you kind of said that uh, you were homeless prior to uh, filming. Can you kind of uh, walk me through what that was like? Um. Well, when I moved to Vegas, I got a great job in the nightclub, and uh, and then when I went home to Boston a year later for Christmas, there was um, a huge snowstorm there, and I was stuck in Boston for over a week. It was like a you couldn't leave, you couldn't even get a flight out, and I missed New Year's Eve because I was have Christmas and then fly right back. I wasn't supposed to miss the biggest uh, event of the year for my job. So when I got back, this is how kind of Las Vegas is. They're like, yeah, you're fine. You don't have a job no more. So I was like, okay, well, 
I actually found a job really quick. Um, six weeks, but for six weeks I had um, no job. I good at saving money. I was I would make a lot and spend a lot. I actually sold that same month that, and I had to be out within a few weeks. It was a really quick closing, so oh, I had a. I didn't know. I would meet a lot of women out when I went out. So when I left their house, I didn't have an apartment yet. Sleep somewhere, and uh, and that's how I actually met my wife. Surprisingly, I actually went home with my wife, and they never left. Wow, which is a crazy, which is a crazy story. I think I told that story to the girls. Um, I was supposed one night like there's a there's like we were bunk beds or whatever in one of the girls rooms there's like a bunch of girls there. i was in there with them talking and i told them that story i think mandy and um I'm trying to think who else yeah. all the girls were in there i think yeah they were all in there so, uh, she, <laughs> she, i don't think she liked that story <laughs> it's just the truth that's what i did and that's what i was telling i wasn't you know, i was just telling how it was at the time but I wasn't like I wouldn't I wasn't homeless uh, uh, in the streets, you know, eating out of trash barrels or anything like that. I was just out of a place to live for a little. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you and Wes kind of butted heads a little bit on exes. What was your dynamic like with him uh, off camera? Um. Wes. Wes is a great guy. Um. Actually, oh, let me see. Wes. Um. He, I like Wes a lot. Like someone I kind of meet a lot in the show. In the show, he's terrible. From the, from day one, Kenny always told me, um, whatever you do with Wes, he'll always turn on you at the end. So the veterans told me that. It was more than just him, but he really told me over and over and over. He's well on the show. Like He will never hold true to anything he says. And it's always going to be for him. So just remember that. Show um, with exes. Like the first day, he got on everyone's nerves and told everyone he's he's here. He just he uh, rubs people the wrong way, and uh, he he pretty much told the house like it's him against everyone the first day. So everyone just got together and was like, "We'll just vote Wes out." I'll, did. And that's one of the reasons why in the exes I voted Wes. Um, it wasn't that I wanted to vote Mandy. I, I, I'm actually friends with Mandy. I've, I've been friends with Mandy for a while. Um, but um, at that time. But Wes um, brought it on himself, you know. So. Right. Um, what was your favorite house out of the three seasons that you've done? My favorite house. Oh, man. My favorite house. It's the first one, Fresh Me Too. Fresh Meat Two House is um, was unbelievable. It's like in it's in this Olympic Village in Whistler. With, um, it's beautiful, like million dollar um, cabin that you would see from like Dumb and Dumbers. It's just incredible. Huge rooms, huge, big, open, beautiful house. Um, the only problem was uh, uh, they told us there's a, 
a black bear and grizzly bear problem. And uh, um, that, like, okay. And then we went for a jog. We wanted to go for a jog one day. I turned the corner about half mile of my jog. Grizzly bear right there. Wow. Literally, this is a grizzly bear in my life. I don't even see anything. I don't even know if I've seen a deer in person by then at that time. So I literally turned around and then uh, ran back. And I didn't even get to go on my run. I was like, yeah, I saw a bear, like that trail that we're supposed to go down. Yeah, there's a bear like a half mile into the So that was a pretty cool house, though. Um, that was definitely the best house. And when I was in that house, the veterans told us, like, this is way better than the other houses. So um, that was a pretty fun house. I mean, the worst house that I was in was in the Czech Republic because it was like a, you're in like a middle of a, gre- a grassy, like acre hill. There. So that was wow. kind of boring. Wow. boring house. Yeah. So what have you been up to post-reality television? Um, well, I got a job um, years ago at the Wynn, at the Wynn Casino. And um, I'm a bartender at the Wynn. Um, I've been a bartender there for about seven years. Been living in Vegas. I had two kids. I have a third kid on the way. Wow, I have two girls. Yeah, I actually have two girls, which is funny. That's um, awesome, man. But yeah, it is. And they're four and two. And uh, me and my wife actually have the same job. My wife is a bartender at the Win also. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she works graveyard shift like two a.m. to ten a.m. and I work the swing shift, uh, which is like. 6 p.m. at the time hours. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a good aspect of doing a lot of training. Um, I'm always active. I live right next to some of the. I live right next to Red Rock Canyon, which is like some of the best running trails in the in the country. I think I, I, it's incredible. A lot of hiking. There's a lot of um, outdoor activity, and uh, um, Vegas has ex. Nah, that's what I do. I, I try to, um, I literally have no days off. I always say that I'm probably working out at least, at least once a day, every day. Um, so towards the tail end of 2018, um, it was in the news. Um, you suffered heart failure, um, and you were in a coma. Was yeah. Well, through, uh, there was no. I never, I never had actual uh, heart failure. What happened was, I was really sick, and it ended up being pneumonia. But I was so sick, I didn't um, go to the do- the hospital or the doctors. I just stuck it out, thinking I was sick. And really, I had pneumonia, and um, they call it walking pneumonia when you don't really know you have it, but you have it. So. Um, a week of those symptoms, I kind of, they got worse and worse and worse. And then I actually almost just passed out. I, I literally couldn't walk down my stairs, barely. And my wife got me in the car, took me to the emergency room. And I barely walked into the emergency room. I remember having a hard time. I remember thinking to myself, like, damn, am I that overweight? I can't even get to the emergency room. I can't even get to the door. Like, what is wrong with me? I didn't know. I wasn't running a fever, so I didn't know what was wrong with me. When I got into the emergency room, 
I dropped into the nurse's arms, passed out. And I woke up two weeks. I woke up two weeks later. Wow. Yeah, and they thought originally when the, when I dropped, they told my wife, um, "Well, we tested, we tested them and having heart failure." But what that meant was I had pneumonia so bad it was pneumonia was shutting down all my organs, liver, kidneys, heart, everything. That's what pneumonia does. It, it eventually shuts you down, like this COVID nineteen. It just shuts you down completely eventually. So that's what was going on. And so the original thing was, oh my God, he's having heart failure. I didn't, I didn't necessarily have heart failure. I just had a really bad pneumonia that almost killed me. And uh, wow. that was really, really difficult because when you wake up from a coma, like yeah, two weeks later, your, your, uh, your legs haven't moved for two weeks. Your arms haven't moved for two weeks. Your body hasn't moved. So you haven't this, it's called muscle atrophy. So I think the third week of being in the hospital, I, I decided to finally, they finally got me up out of the bed and I couldn't even stand. My muscles weren't strong enough for me to stand. And I'm someone that works out constantly. Um, I was very overweight. I had gained a lot of weight um, from when I first had these kids. I gained probably about 40, 50 pounds, which is a lot of weight. Um, so I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle at the time at all, which is normally what I live. And I, I kind of got sidetracked in that. And, um, uh, but when I, the third week in the hospital, they pretty much told me like, you're not, not going to be in this hospital. And I took that as a challenge. And uh, I was actually out of there one week after he said that. So I just, um, it's crazy. I had to learn how to walk again, which is nuts from having pneumonia. You wouldn't think it was someone gets pneumonia. Then they have to learn how to walk again. But just not moving your legs in them. In the, I remember when I woke up and I looked at my, my ankles and my calves. They were like little kid calves. That's how wow. fast the muscle atrophy can kick in. You don't move your muscle, your your, uh, your legs or arms. And so that was a tough road of recovery. It took a long time. That happened October 1st. I went in the hospital. I came back to work like by New Year's, uh, January 1st or December, like Christmas week or something. I think I came back to work which they told me I'd be out of work for six months. They didn't think I'd be, be able to work for six months. And uh, it, was, it was crazy, man. It was a really tough time. Um, I had, like, physical therapy. I had to do, like, learn everything all over again. Like, I had to learn how to do – they had me do calf raises. Uh, I could just do six. Imagine that, just do six calf raises, nothing – no way. Then I had to do 45-degree squats and all these things just to get back into it. And – then I started walking like a half mile. Then I walked a mile. Then I walked a mile and a half. And then finally, uh, it took about a good four months to get back to like 90%, I would say. Wow. And then, yeah, it was really tough. And I actually lost, um, which wasn't good. I thought it was good, but I had lost like, I want to say 50, maybe 60 pounds in the hospital. But I think um, when I went back to my gym, I got a, like a, a body fat scan, it, it was mostly muscle I had lost. Wow. So, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I lost 60 pounds of body fat. I lost mostly muscle because uh, of all that uh, laying down. So it was a really hard recovery. Um, they had a, actually, I didn't even mention, they, they did surgery on me twice. So my lungs filled up with blood 100%. Um, on one side, and then the other side filled up with like 60 or 70%. So I was only using a quarter of my lung to breathe. That's why I passed out. 
wasn't getting any oxygen. Mm-hmm. So they actually had to open up my lungs and uh, train the fluid. And then the pneumonia had built up like the sludge in my lungs that they told me they had to scrape out. They actually had to do a surgery on one of my lungs. Wow. But the, but the crazy thing is they told me like, oh, man, you know, um, you'll be back to normal life. But they told me you might not be, you know, 100%. But um, it's pretty funny, though, because since then, it's about two years ago, I've, uh, I'm actually better shaped now than I ever was. So it's possible if you put the work in. I didn't mention that. Right. So I was just going to ask you, I saw um, on your Facebook, uh, you underwent uh, transformation. You're looking good, man. Like, what did you, uh, Thank what you. Did you do? Um, so I'll go back to when I was recovering. Um, I actually gained all the weight back within six months. Imagine that. I went back to my old eating habits and old everything after and just started gaining weight again, but without the muscle I previously had. So I ended up being in like the worst shape possible. I would say six months to seven months after that whole episode. And um, I just said, wow, this is the worst shape I've been in. And I just couldn't take it anymore. I just uh, decided to, um, well, I had always been working out. So that wasn't the problem. I wasn't necessarily doing card. I've always been a weightlifter. I've been lifting weights since I was 14. I was a defensive lineman in high school. I was like a offensive line when I was younger too. Like I was um, always a weightlifter. So um, I started just incorporating more cardio and weights. And uh, I went on a low carb diet, like an, almost like a keto. And uh, I had lost like 30 pounds real quick. And um, within like uh, I probably lost about 30 pounds within like six months. And then I, I lost another 30 pounds in the next year. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm down about 60 pounds. So wow. I've, been doing it, I've been doing it slowly though. I'm not just cutting calories and losing 100 pounds in like six months like some people do. Because um, I actually went to school for, uh, to be a gym teacher. That's what I went to college for. Right. So in health, I minored in health. So. Um, exercise physiology. I took all those, all that stuff. So I know a lot about uh, working out. And I was a personal trainer all through um, my early years of college. And um, so I know a lot about that, about fitness. Okay. Well, so, I'm happy yeah. for it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Cause I could actually, um, I could relate to you in uh, some way because when I was younger, mostly growing up most of my life, I'd say from like pretty much when I was in kindergarten, through about sophomore year of high school, I was like a fat bastard, you know. Yeah. I was. Yeah, uh, me too. I was like probably like 230 pounds, yeah. and then I um I ended up losing uh, most of that weight in like less than a year, and I got down to the okay. lowest I was was about 157. But what I did okay. wasn't like the right way. I was mostly like a cardio guy, so any okay. of the weightlifting I did while I was heavier, I kind of like lost anything that I was gaining like muscle wise and I was kind of like this a little bit but then um since like basically I'd say July to now um obviously I don't have a gym at the moment but um I went from I went from not being able to um get 185 off the rack for bench pressing um I'd say like last May to in February being able to bench press 250 so I mean wow yeah Wow, do you feel how old are you? Um, 19. Okay. Good age. When I was, uh, yeah, so I, I had a similar story also too. I um, 
when I graduated high school, I didn't get any offers for hockey, and it was because I was too heavy. I was probably about 250 pounds, which is ridiculous for, for that. Um, and I actually did the same thing. I just increased cardio and didn't lift weights anymore. And in the next year after I went to, out of high school, I lost almost, like I think it was 80 pounds or something like that. So I was down to like 180 or something like that. And uh, like you said, my muscle had really um, lapped also. But um, yeah, I have a similar, and then I built it back up, similar to what you just said. So I've been through that same exact thing you've been through. I actually did that a couple of times in my life, which is terrible because I'm 35 now. And I've lost, I've lost 100 pounds twice in my life. And I just lost 60 pounds. So for anyone out there that uh, that thinks like, that, oh, I've lost weight, I'm good. That's not how it goes. It's just like anything else. Um, if you, you could lose weight and you could gain the weight back just as fast. So you have to keep it off. Um, that's the tough part, but yeah. go ahead. So I don't know if you're aware of what's currently going on in the current challenge season, but um, Johnny Bananas and West kind of put their rivalry aside and they formed a two-man power trip. Um, having been on a season <laughs> with both of them, what's your thoughts on it? Um, well, at first, I was, uh, I was kind of mad about it. I didn't really like the move at all, but um, <laughs> Johnny, uh, Johnny was, I was always in Johnny's Alliance. If I'm on a challenge with Johnny, I'm in Johnny's Alliance. All the ones I've been on, I, he's always took, took me into his alliance or we get along very well. With, uh, he, he's also hard to deal with like Wes. Um, they're both extremely cocky, and it's funny to see them work together. Like, they're really um, – <laughs> but at first I was mad about that, and I, I thought, like, wow, I wouldn't – almost like a sellout, like, he's going out, he's going to, you know, going with Wes. But then once I started – I haven't been watching as closely as I used to, so then when I started backtracking the story and seeing the other alliances and everything, I realized, well, he had no other choice. Yeah. So if I had no other choice, I'd go on an alliance with Wes. He's not yeah. a bad – He's really not a bad guy for himself in these challenges, but he's not like the worst human being ever or something. To, you know, he's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, because the last couple challenges, Johnny's been going out pretty early. Uh, last season, yeah. him and Wes both went out early, and you kind of saw like a changing of the guard with some of the new uh, newbies kind of uh, taking over. So at the stage of their career, you know, you kind of have no choice. You kind of it's either go together or you're both going home first every time. You know. Yeah, they they had no choice. I like that. Uh, I like what they did. But um, Johnny has a huge target on his back, and because uh, he's been he's won so many, and he's done so many. So this is how this is what happens eventually. I thought this would happen eventually, and it, and it finally happened. Like you know, you can't just run the challenge forever. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I just watched a really cool clip of the challenge today where the kid Rogan broke. Yeah, so Rogan. Jay, Jay, he broke his arm, the other kid's arm. That was unbelievable. I think that was awesome. I mean, I, I feel bad about any guy got hurt, but that was that was a great chat. That was a great elimination to watch. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously been partnered with Sarah twice, and then on Cutthroat, she was on your team. So, yeah. and as you know, Johnny took the money from her. What was your thoughts on that, <laughs> and would you have taken it? Um, I actually ask myself that all the time. But um, I was watching that with my best friend, Brian. It was really funny. Uh, I think I was back in Boston when, when that 
scared for some reason. And I, I was with my one of my friends, and we thought that was like the funniest thing ever. That's probably the best moment on reality TV history. That's one of the top moments on reality TV. When she cried, I like Sarah, but when she cried, that was like to watch as a someone watching. That was unbelievable. I thought that was like. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I hated how he, uh, one thing I didn't like is how he said, like, oh, well, you didn't do this, and uh, at the end, you, you kind of lagged here. He just took the money. Just just say, hey, I took the money. Don't say, oh, you did something wrong, because Sarah doesn't really do much wrong. She's a really good person. She's a really good partner to have. She doesn't cause any trouble. Um, she usually does. She works her hardest. You know, she's not, like, one to, like, give up really easy. So, you know. Uh, partners so i didn't like how he said like well you know he didn't isn't that what he did he kind of said uh when he said like in the final you didn't do so well so i'm not giving you the money is that what his excuse was i i heard or i'm pretty sure he said that it was um because they did a season two seasons before it was x's two she was oh, with jordan true. and it was the final uh four teams and her and jordan won the challenge and they had to choose one team to go into elimination to face um, Leroy. Okay. Um, yeah. And they had a layup team uh, with them there. So obviously you want to keep the layups for the final and you want to put yourself in the better position. So Sarah um, chose to put Bananas in and uh, yeah. kind of like, he called her like the modern day Judas. And uh, <laughs> like, so that's why they were rivals. Yeah. The yeah. They did. So exactly. he kind of used that as like a defense mechanism, but if you look at it, yeah. closely, they were friends and were in alliance for most of the seasons they were on. But if I'm in her shoes, they're not on. Her only partner was Jordan, right? Like Bananas yeah. is not her partner. And if you're trying to win a season, yeah. at that point she hadn't won before, so you had to put yourself in the best position. In Bananas' case, that's his one and only partner that season, you know. So yeah. two different scenarios. But I know, I know these people out of the show in real life, and Johnny and Sarah are friends off camera. They live, they grew up in Orange County, they grew up right down the street. They're very close. They've been every time they're on the show, they're usually in the same alliance. So I understand what he said, but I know them personally, and he is a friend of hers. So it's almost like telling your friend, "Hey, I'm taking all the money." Yeah. Um, would you have taken the money? That was that was the best. That was unbelievable. Would I have taken the money? Um, I say to myself, yes, I would have. But at the moment, I probably wouldn't have because I'm a much nicer person than Johnny is. I would. I I, I tend to think I I am, and uh, I have a little bit more of a heart than Bananas. So with Sarah, I, I probably would have gave her gave her. Uh, her, her share. I wouldn't have took the whole thing. But I tell myself, like in the back of your head, you tell yourself you should take that. Because how many times are you going to be offered that money in life? You're not. You know, I I'm, I make okay money, but I don't make that kind of money. And I, I, might, I might never make that kind of money. So you, you honestly, I understand why he took it. You get, but I, I wish he just said like, you know, I took the money because it's a million dollars. That's what it yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think it was like half. <laughs> Like it was that. half a million. Now the the prizes are now it's crazy. a million each time. Yeah, yeah. It was like a hundred thousand my first one. So times have changed. The challenge. <laughs> so obviously, you being from Boston, you're a diehard Patriot fan. 
Um, this all yeah. seems to kind of hit you guys like a truck. Uh, what's yeah. your take? <laughs> um, what's my take on that? Uh, <laughs> I have a group chat with a lot of Boston kids that we – everyone's pissed there. A lot of people are mad in Boston. Uh, a lot of people side for some reason. I don't know why. I've been a Patriots fan before Tom Brady was there. But a lot of people have been a Patriots fan since Brady got there. And that's the reason why it's hitting Boston so hard because, uh, you know, it's like Larry Bird retiring or any of these great stars retiring. Um, he's going to another team. A lot, of, a lot of Boston people are rooting for Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it because uh, I'm, I'm with Belichick. So whatever Belichick does, I'm with. Yeah. That's, that's how I can but I'm not happy about it. I almost say like um, that's how I'm right now. But you know, just like Green Bay with Brent Favre, like the, you know, things will will be okay one day. Just not right now. <laughs> I think I think in the AFC East though, you got to watch out for Buffalo. I think this is like their uh, yeah. This is basically like their best shot that they've had in like quite some time to take really take the control of the division. Definitely. Um, so uh, I'm a big sports guy. Uh, I live in Vegas. I also work at the sports book in Vegas. So I'm and in, in the wind. So I I'm a huge. I'm I'm all over that stuff. Buffalo's favorite to win the AFC East. Um, but <laughs> it's hard to say. A lot of people think that the Patriots are tanking for Trevor Lawrence, and a lot of people think that the Patriots can still win the division. So yeah, Buffalo's favored. The Jets, you never know. Terrible organization. And then you got Miami, and they're, they're too young. They're too uh, early in their stage of rebuilding. Miami's been rebuilding since Marino left. But um, the Patriots have a, a great defense. The Pages have the top defense. They had the top defense in the NFL last year. Yeah. For nine, 95% of the season. So they have that same defense this year. They might have lost, like, Van Noy or Noy. Collins. A few guys. But they drafted – they just drafted eight people on defense. So yeah. – they're going to be great defensively, so don't count the Patriots out, even though I'm a fan. But, um, yeah, Buffalo's favorite. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, the name Vinny comes up a lot with Jersey Shore. That's a famous uh, show. Um, yeah. And a lot of my buddies said that uh, you looked like a Jersey – like on your fresh meat season, I'd say, and Cutthroat, you kind of looked like you could fit the role of a Jersey Shore type character. Have you gotten that a lot? Of course, yeah. I've, I've been getting called the Guido since I was, I don't even know, 12 years old. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've always, uh, I've kind of lived that lifestyle before that show came on. Um, I had a blowout in my senior picture. Not like Polly D's blowout, <laughs> um, but I've, I've uh, you know, I, I always um, have had that style uh, my whole life. So I still have that style now. I'd yeah. be a little bit more athletic. I, I try I try to not stay with the same. I always thought, like, when I first saw, like, the Jersey Shore, like, who still has a blowout? Like, Pauly D has that blowout still. That's, that's like me keeping the same hairstyle I had 15 years ago. It's just, I don't understand the blowout still. But um, I do love that show. I actually go to the gym with uh, Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. He goes to the same gym oh, as me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. He's not, a, he's not a very talk. He's not a very talkative guy, though. He's a Bronx guy, so yeah. he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not like the most friendliest guy. Uh, but yeah. he he works out at my gym. A lot smaller in person. Really? Yeah, I heard he was like five six, right? 
tiny, but uh, yeah, real skinny too. I, I know, but this he he's um, not in the kind of shape he was back when he first started that show. All those guys were a lot more jacked when they started that show than they are now. I feel like yeah. Um, I'm actually a Jersey uh, guy. Like I live five minutes from uh, MetLife Stadium where the Giants and the Jets okay. play, and yeah. I go down the shore a lot. I've actually been to the Jersey Shore house. Sure, I have yeah. too. I have a. Uh, when I used to, I'm friends with Paula from the challenge. So yeah. Paula's boyfriend, this kid, Lance, he was a, a Jersey guy. Lavalette, I think he's from. Yeah. That is? So, Lavalette, yeah. Uh, Lavalette, so, which is like right down the street from the shore house, pretty much, I think. So they, um, he, I became good friends with them. And uh, I used to go out to New York a lot. I used to take the bus from Boston. You take the Chinese bus. It's like $10. It takes you from Chinatown in Boston to Chinatown in New York City. Then I would get on the, the train and, and meet him in Jersey in Jersey City, and then we would go down to the shore all the time. Um, it's so fun down there. Jersey Shore, much funner than Cape Cod. Like Boston people go to Nantucket, they go to Cape Cod. Jersey Shore is way more fun than that. Yeah. Blast down there. So. Um, do you miss being on the challenge? Um, I find myself recreating um, – like uh, athletic challenges for myself, like the challenge did when I was on the challenge. So yeah. I, I miss I miss a lot of that, and I do miss the camaraderie. Um, I'm a very like uh, I'm a team guy, like you know. So I'm like a friendly guy. I'm, I like the camaraderie. I like having more the merrier. Like the more people in the house, the funner. Um, that was all real fun. Like those challenges are real fun. I've never been the guy that everyone hated that was, you know, because there's a lot of those guys in the show, too, and that's probably not so fun here in that case. So I've always been um, one of the more friendlier guys in the, in the house. Mm -hmm. I always enjoyed that. That was the best part of the challenge, by the camaraderie and, like, the extreme stuff you get to do. Like, uh, one time we were in, um, I think it was... Um, The elimination where I got eliminated with uh, with easy in that in that challenge we um, in Prague we had to jump across like 30 feet high we had to jump across to these like um, platforms and like you're like 30 feet in the air and you're it's crazy you know some of these challenges are nuts yeah um, so that's the stuff that like you can't recreate that you know what I'm saying so that's the stuff I miss the stuff you can't recreate I miss I miss that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're wrapping up with a, a last question. Um, what has the coronavirus adjustment been like for you with um, obviously being used to like your normal everyday routine, whether it be working out, um, yeah. bar like how has it kind of adjusted your uh, focus? Um, I actually don't, <laughs> I actually don't mind the time off. Um, I've actually been working out double since I've had the time off. I've actually worked out more, but I'm not, lifting weights i only have like 30 pound dumbbells and the kettlebell yeah, now so i'm not yeah so i have 30 pound dumbbells so i would i also have a chin-up bar um but like stuff like that you can only do that kind of stuff for so long so i'm itching now after it's been so so long i'm itching to get back to the gym now but it's um i've been working on my cardio since it's really helped me work on my cardio because i'm actually entering a triathlon um it was supposed to be May 2nd, which is, is that today? It's, it's like, it was supposed to be, um, oh, it was supposed to be this past Sunday in San Diego. I was going to do a triathlon, but um, obviously it's canceled. 
and like all the ones for the summer are canceled. So I have to postpone that now. So I've been working up towards my cardio and I've been swimming and biking and running, but now with the COVID, I can't swim. There's no pools open. Right. So um, I've been just biking more and running more. I actually ran uh, 12 miles the other day. I'm running a lot, I'm running a lot. Um, I'm just doing a lot of, uh, reading up a lot of fitness books and um, trying to better my, my fitness. I've been really taken to fitness this whole COVID. I know a lot of people, you could go the other way. A lot of people have been snacking, gaining weight. Tons of waitresses I talk to that I work with are like gain 10 pounds. Uh, yeah. Some gain 20 pounds. It's crazy because they're not doing anything and sitting around eating. I'm trying to keep active. I also live in a little bit different area. My friends in Boston, they're, they're inside because you're not staying active when it's you know, cold. It's better now, but when it started, it's tough to stay active when it's cold out. But I live yeah. in a warm weather area, so it's easier for me to just get out of my house. I literally walk a half mile, maybe a quarter mile, about a half mile out of my neighborhood, and I'm in Red Rock Canyon running around and exploring out there. And yeah. Even for my, my city days. I was a real city guy before I moved to Vegas. When I moved to Vegas, I didn't have a car. I took the subway everywhere. So, um, so it's it's I've been I've changed a lot moving out here. I married a girl from Seattle too, so she's gotten me out and more outdoorsy, which is um, pretty fun. Just like the challenge, the challenge yeah. did that to me too. A lot of outdoor stuff, keeping active. Yeah, I've used this time to kind of get better in areas that um, you wouldn't be getting better at probably if everything was normal. Um, I yes. think it's cardio based. Um, I'm kind of preparing myself to be like more functionally fit, you know, more body yeah. weight stuff. Um, yeah. I even, I started using like, you know, like a hose for, um, you know, spraying water. I've actually used those as kind of like battle ropes. Yeah, that would work. That definitely yeah. works. Yeah. Like so, um, you gotta be innovative. Uh-huh. I've been, I've been doing, um, some chin-ups. I was doing chin-ups earlier in my kids on my kids' huge trampoline in the backyard. You just gotta find ways to um, to work out. And uh, I do a lot of. I know who's really good to follow is Kenny Santucci uh, from the Challenge. I follow him a lot, a lot of his workouts. He's always keeping active. Um, I don't know how Johnny wins all these challenges because every time I, I follow Johnny, he's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But <laughs> he used to. Though. I don't know. Maybe he still does. He just doesn't show it. But. Uh, um, yeah, just, uh, it's been crazy, but it's get it looks like it's going to be getting back to normal soon. I don't, I don't, know, about how, how, I don't know how normal, but, uh, yeah, it's getting, it's getting, yeah, there's not going to be like, um, a formal, like, okay, guys, this is over. Everyone go ahead and go outside. It's going to be gradual. Like I yeah. know Texas last Friday already started like a phase one which is uh, yeah. 25%. Like, they opened up the movie theaters, malls, zoos, I think, and bars. Yeah. But it's only 25% of people that are allowed in. And then I think, like, um, next week, I think it's – or the week after is, like, 50% or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Same. Nevada is very similar. We're doing uh, phase one this week, I think it is. Like, they're just getting – they're starting to get that rolling that out now. Um, but the casinos won't be open for a while. I work in one of the busiest casinos in the world, so – um, we have 12,000 employees, so you can't just throw people back in. Yeah. There's a lot to go, to go into it. Vegas is a hub for, like, everyone. So, like, when this virus started, I was so nervous because my people in my bar were from New York. There's a lot of New Yorkers. Um, a lot of people from all over, you know, Europe. Mm -hmm. So, 
my job, I meet no one at my bar is from Las Vegas. Everyone's from a different city in this country or in Europe or um, India, everywhere. So um, I'm nervous about that, but um, nothing I can really do. There's nothing you can do, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm still going back, so. I definitely need a haircut, though. That's, uh. Yeah, my hair is crazy long right now. I, I, I used to be a barber, actually. I went to barber school, so I, I can trim the sides up a little bit. I mean, you got Leroy's Leroy's down in your area, too. He's a barber. Leroy is a barber. You know, I DM'd him for a haircut, and he didn't get back to me. But um, I used to work at the one with Leroy. We we worked there together for um, a few years. Um, When he first moved to Vegas, I was one of the people he contacted to what to do, because he wasn't... um, Well, he was on Real World Las Vegas, but he um, used to work in the nightclub out here, um, all for a beach club. So... Mm -hmm. Now he's on the challenge every every year, which is a yeah. better job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, man. I enjoyed speaking okay. with you, and I uh, respect uh, what you've been able to uh, overcome and uh, what you've accomplished since being on All TV. Right. Thank you, man. Are you Jets or Giants? Ne- neither. Against both of them. I'm you're a Seahawks. You're, no, you're no, no New York. I'm a Seahawks fan. You're a Seahawks fan. Like my, my wife's a Seahawks fan. Well, she's, uh, she's wow. got good what about, teams, though. <laughs> what about baseball? You like baseball? Are you Yankees or, or, uh, or Mets? Well, actually, yeah, technically I'm a Mets fan, but I'm not really a big on uh, baseball. Okay, um, okay. I, I, I was a pre-LeBron era Laker fan okay. for basketball. So um, you're all over the place. Yeah, I'm, football's, okay. my main, football's my main sport. I, uh, I actually captained an intramural uh, flag football team uh, nice. at my school. Yeah, okay. so that's kind of mm-hmm. – did you so, play football in high school? Yeah. Awesome. I, right. uh, well, uh, it was a pleasure having you on, man. All right. Nice, nice to meet you, man. Take well, care. Hope you're staying safe. Take care. You too. See you later.